Welcome to Touched by Grace, an outreach of Grace for the Nation's Church here in the city of Grand Rapids, Michigan. For more information, visit us on the web at gftnc.org. And now, here's Touched by Grace. The Bible says that God is love. The Bible also says that if we love him, we will keep his commandments. The Bible says that we love him because he first loved us. The Bible says that perfect love casts out fear. There is no fear in love. Fear has torment. So we have love as an option and you have something else as an option. I want to know where the love is in your heart, in your mind, in your mouths, in your actions and in your deeds. Where is the love in marriages and where is the love in families where there's mothers and fathers or marriage uh, uh, that has been broken up? Where is the love maybe where there's as a single parent? Where is the love when you are on your own and you've grown up and you are developing a certain level of independence? Love is conclusive or inclusive, and it takes us from the beginning of our existence to the end of our existence. If you look in the Bible from Genesis to the book of Revelation, and we're going to be in Revelation in just a moment, you will find that the love of God is a common thread throughout eternity. It is a common thread. Now, God has a lot of things, but above all, God is love. We were conceived in love, created in love, developed in love. And according to the message this morning, we're going to be made or made over by the love of God. So God's love is an essential component to our existence. In fact, Jesus even indicated to his disciples, he says that if you love me, you'd keep my commandments. But he also said this will be the indicator that you are my disciples. And it is by the the what? Come on, say it like you had some love. I didn't say lust or like I said love. I. I want to make sure, you know, I think the mistake is that we've been looking for love in the wrong places. We have been looking for love in all of the wrong places. We try to find a pizza that tastes real good. I discovered one and I think I've fallen in love. But it's really not that love because we look for love, but we're looking for it in all of the wrong places. We think that love is coming from somebody else to us. We're looking for love to come and that's my favorite suit, my favorite car. That's my favorite song. Oh, I love that song. How can you love something and not understand that love is for somebody? There's a difference between a something and a someone. Love has to find its place in your life and love has to be manifest in your life or your life is a miserable wreck. Every time you fall in love, you usually fall out of love and there's no stumbling in love. So even the statement, I fell in love is really an incorrect. If you fell, then you lost your balance and the gravitational pull of love, lust or like pulled you in. I'm talking small L-O-V-E, not the big one. You see, if God is love and love is a spirit and love is one of the fruit of the spirit, then it must be capitalized in our lives and we must capitalize upon it, which means that everything that we do should be operated by the element of love. Faith works by love. So without faith, it's impossible to please God. But without love, you can't even have any faith. Come on, ask somebody, where's the love? Now, this question comes at a point in which there are so many people in the valley of decision. They're trying to decide whether or not they really want to be saved. Do you love God? There are people trying to decide, do they want to be a part of the body of Christ? This church in particular, do you love the place that you worship in? I can like Myers and I can like DNW. I can't love those because they feed me with natural food or I go and I purchase natural food at a high price if you buy good. 
But that's not love at all. But when I am a part of the body of Christ, the portal by which God feeds me is a place that I should love. I should have a passion that is incomparable to anything else. You can't compare the love that I have for the things of God. I love God more than my necessary bread. I love God more than people that are in my life. And I love people. When I think about love and the real purpose of love being in our lives and being revealed, God reveals himself in so many ways. Love is at the pinnacle. It's at the top. You can't get any higher than that. Yeah, God is powerful, but it is the power of God that works our salvation through love. Because if God was just powerful and he was something other than love, he'd have wiped us out a long time ago. He'd have zapped us, killed us, he'd have annihilated us. He'd have said, you're wrong, you've sinned, you're gone, you're out of here, bye. You cease to exist. But God's love is everlasting. God's love is never changing. God's love is never failing. God's love is never ending. God's love is not conditional. God's love is not if you love him. God's love is God's love, period. And you can walk in God's love or you can walk outside of God's love. You can be encompassed by God's love or you can try to pick little pieces of God's love here and there, but it's a choice. Love is also a choice. Among all those things, it's a choice. And I want to talk to you today about finding the love of God. Where is it? Is it in he's not doing what I want him to do so I don't love him anymore? She's not agreeing with me, so we must not be in a love relationship. And I'm not speaking just of love that leads to, you know, laying with someone. I'm talking about the kind of love that's family love, the kind of love that is neighbor love, the kind of love that is universal love. If you love your country, you'd serve it. So whatever it is that you're loving, let's check the levels of love. Look at somebody say love level check. You need some of you love sleep. It's obvious. You love sleep. What happens to the fool according to the word of God? He loves sleep and suddenly harvest comes upon him and he has nothing to eat. The Bible says that those who love sleep or slumber are fools. And they say to themselves, this is their mantra. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands. Get your hands unfolded and wake up in here. Because you're no fool. All the fools in the house say, I... Yeah, right. (laughs) See, there's no fools in the house. If you came, you came for something. And I want you to love what you get in this house. How many love would they get when they come to the house of God? You love it. You love. Give God some praise for that. I love the word of God. I love hearing truths. I love it. I love the fellowship. You say, well, I might fall out with the people, but I love God. You can't fall out with God's people. Let me tell you something about gravity. I'm no scientist, but I know that gravity is an inevitable force that we all experience. So instead of being pulled down by the enemy, let's be drawn to one another by love. There should be a gravitational pull to where I've got to get to the house of God. I've got to get to the place. I mean, there's a whole day that's set aside just for being at the house of God. And we pinch it. How long is it going to be? Well, how long are you going to receive God's love? How long does he love you? Well, from 11 to 1.30, about all I can take. You love basketball. You love the heat. You say, no, not quite. But then there's the love that is conditional. Because if it was your team, you'd love them. If they were your players, you'd love them. If you had some of that money they got made. Because you know what? I don't know. I'd be on the losing team if I was getting paid $13 million. I'd be like, oops, I missed. I'd be like, Urkel, did I do that? <laughs> 13 million, 14 million, 23 million dollars. Look at someone say, I love that game. <laughs> now, how you gonna love that game and you not getting a dime of it? Well, 
Well, I'm not motivated by money. I just feel good when my team wins. Well, what about this team? What about team God? What about team Jesus? What about let's hear it for the champions? Are there any champions in the house? So if you love your team, then you're going to support your team. You're going to rally for your team. You're going to stand behind your team. You're going to wear your team's colors. You are going to represent that which you love. I love the Lord. He heard my cry. Y'all remember that song, right? Y'all also remember, what's love got to do with it? Got to do with it. Same deacon. Same deacon singing, the, singing two different songs. How did love go from I love the Lord? I want you to consider that we have such extreme perspectives on the things of God and somewhere straight up the truth. I don't even want to use the middle because the middle almost seems compromising. But let's say straight up the truth. Straight up the truth, God defines himself to us and he shows us what love really is through our actions, through our deeds, through our compassion. I love to hear the men of grace sing. I do. It's different kind of love than when I was laying on that floor worshiping. Because I'm like, sing, brothers, sing. But when I am laying on that floor after worshiping, I want the Lord to sing to me. I want to hear him sing to me. Bible says that the Lord sings over us. The Lord, if you ain't heard him sing, you're missing something. I'm telling you, talk about a Grammy Award winning singer. You ain't lived until you heard the Lord tell you that he loves you in a love song. You haven't had life until you realize that. You should be hungry and say, ooh, I can't wait till the day that I hear God. Now, men be like, I don't want no brother singing to me. God ain't no brother. God is God. And if you can't receive the love of God, then you're already a punk. I mean, a problem. You're already, don't even worry about it. You know, I don't want to cry. Cry. You're going to cry now and cry later? I guarantee you when Floyd Mayweather get hit upside the head, he cry. Knock a tear out of the side or he hit somebody and they cry, right? So if we can cry when the enemy is beating us up, how come we can't cry for God? How can we say, Lord, I love We can't say, Lord, I love you so much. How come we can't like real men show the love of God? Do you know I have great respect for men and women who will show their emotions for God? You show your emotions for your team. I watched the men of grace. I did. We had a Super Bowl party and my God, they came alive. I saw men jump up and run toward the screen. <laughs> and if you called them forward, it would take them 10 minutes just to walk up to the platform right now. I ain't going to mess with you today. I won't. I won't. I won't. I'm feeling the love. Look at somebody say, where is the love? There are things that everybody loves and there are things that some people love. And there's some things that only a mother can love. Isn't it? Yeah. You look at it. Some children be like, that is their mother's child. Trust me, because only a mama can. Somehow mothers have a unique love. And I think every woman has it, whether she's given natural birth or not. They have this love for the simple things in life or they have a love for things that may not be as physically attractive. You know, brothers look at things on the outside. Women look at things on the inside. Is that true? Is that correct? Now, there are some brothers who look on the inside because they understand that love. And it was probably shown to them by a woman or by their mother how to look on the inside and not the outside. In fact, women came from the inside of man in the first place. So they have an introspective perspective as opposed to an external perspective. I know I just went professor on you real quick, right? Just stay with me. It's okay. It's, it's okay. Look at somebody say, where's the love? 
So let's go to the book of Revelation. And I want to show you something about the love of God. God's love is, is interesting, but there is uh, a sense or a lack of understanding that we have for God's love. In the book of Revelation, we get the account of the end times. In fact, it is the revelation of John about the end times and what's going to happen. He's isolated on an Isle of Patmos. He's uh, are about to be, you know, uh, offered up or killed. They said that he was boiled in a big pot of oil. I don't know if they were trying to fry him like a chicken or what, but he didn't die. He had to get a revelation about God's love. But he also used uh, the opportunity to show us through his writings. Uh, he heard the voice of the Lord and he wrote what he heard. He heard the voice of the Lord and he wrote it. The first chapter, the first verse of the book of Revelation says the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto the servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by the angels unto the servant John, who bear record of the word of, the, of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all the things he saw that he saw. Blessed is he that reads and they that hear the words of this prophecy. And keep those things which were written therein for the time is at hand. John to the seven churches which are at Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him, which is and was and which is to come. And from the seven spirits which are before his throne and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that did what? Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Now, let me pause, give you a little theological reference point that this salutation or beginning of this last letter or this last book of the Bible speaks of God in his personification in heaven as the creator of everything. And even the seven spirits of God are before the throne. He speaks to the angels being there. And he also speaks to Jesus Christ, the entity by which God sins in and of himself into the earth to redeem us by his love. So Jesus is identified as the one in whom God sends to love us and he loves us to life. You've been listening to Touched by Grace, an outreach of Grace for the Nation's Church in Grand Rapids, Michigan. For more information, log on to our website, gftnc.org or call us 616 616- 974-9128. Our mission here at Grace for the Nations Church is to reach the diverse people of the world by teaching biblical principles and life application of the scripture. Despite the present day challenges facing individuals, families, and our communities, we believe there is hope.